On today's show, learning more about Amon Thompson's basketball obsession. He is a hoops junkie and how that will help him at the NBA level. Plus, balancing development versus the idea of adding veterans to this Houston Rockets team. We'll talk about that as well as the Summer League schedule release. What games are you most looking forward to? Plus, we'll get to hashtag pray for Brichter, the Brichter Gate. It's all coming up right here at Locked on Rockets. This is Mission Control, Houston. Ignition sequence start. The Houston Rockets select Jalen Green, Alperon Shingun, and Jabari Smith Jr. T-minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. Every time I step on that floor, I'm coming. Hey, Houston fans, I am so happy. You're getting somebody who's going to come in with a chip on their shoulder, somebody who's going to come, come in and compete from day one. Six, five, four, three, two... One. What's up and welcome to another edition of Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. As always, I'm your host, Jackson Gatlin, native Houstonian, a credentialed media member. I'm also the host of Locked on NBA Mondays. Be sure to follow along on Twitter at JT Gatlin and the show, of course, at Locked on Rockets, free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts, including YouTube. Just go there, search Locked on Rockets, like, comment, subscribe, all that great stuff for today's show. If you could ask Amin Thompson or Cam Whitmore one question, what would it be? Put it in the YouTube comments. We've got their introductory press conference Monday afternoon, 2 p.m. Central Time. I will canvas the questions, and if I'm able to, I will try to lob uh, a question or two at uh, Amin Thompson and Cam Whitmore. So drop your questions in the YouTube comments. As always, thank you so much for making Locked on Rockets part of your day every single day, whether it's on the way to work, on your lunch break, in the gym. Thank you for making LOR part of your day every single day. A lot to get to to start off our week here. Still kind of basking in the glow, the aftermath of what was a fantastic draft for the Houston Rockets. It's still kind of surreal to to be able to sit here and say the Rockets were able to get two top five prospects without trading up, without giving up any additional assets at 4-20 and 20 in Amin Thompson and Cam Whitmore. And it's really cool, where I want to start with, it's really cool seeing more and more of Amin Thompson in interviews and articles and breakdowns and really getting a peek inside his mind and, and you know being able to talk to him, all of that, and understanding this kid is a basketball junkie he lives and breathes the game like and there's but but so much to the point that he is like he's a hoops nerd like it's not just he lives and breathes basketball and he's in the gym and all he lives and breathes like the NBA like he knows his NBA history he is a student of the game he watches film all this it's and the examples are just starting to pile up And I think that this is going to be something that absolutely helps make him great. I already highlighted the fact that draft night, you know, being able to talk to him one-on-one very, very briefly, that one of the things Amin Thompson discussed and and brought up was the idea of wanting to basically lock himself in the gym this summer with Ben Sullivan, the Rockets' new shooting coach, right? And he brought that up, right? He brought up Ben Sullivan's name, unprompted. He was like, and the fact that he already knows who the shooting coach is, where he's going to be, the self-awareness about needing to work on his shot, that's fantastic. And then just seeing and hearing more stories about him, right? So on draft night, 
He did one of those NBA draft like TikTok videos. It was like a, you know, a challenge, whatever. And the host was asking him questions about who got drafted where, like giving him two players who got drafted higher, lower, all, all that good stuff. And he went like one, I want to say like 12 of 13. Like he only missed one question. He even like got past like the trick question when guys were drafted in the same spots. Like you could just tell. And he was like on the money with every single one. So just you know, student of the game, and that's not anything crazy, but it's just, it's just a small glimpse into the fact that like he cares, he pays attention to the NBA, NBA history, all that stuff. And then even building off of that, Isaiah Thomas was talking about the Thompson twins, both of them and how their approach to the game is just so different than other players their age, right? Because oftentimes it's really hard. It's like pulling teeth to get players to sit down and watch film, right? And really study the game and really understand the inner workings and the breakdowns and and where they can improve that kind of stuff. Whereas he went to OTE, you know, was visited and he goes in the gym and they're just sitting there watching film. Like they're just breaking it down. They're understanding it, all that. Another story of these, the, the, the twins that when they work out, they don't even work out with music. Right, they're just in the gym, no music, focused exclusively on their craft, right? Just focused on being the best that they can be, which is some like that is some like Mamba mentality, Michael Jordan, like psychotic level, just you know, if you're that honed, like not even listening to music when you're like getting shots up in the gym, that's some really like honed in level of focus. To just want to work on your craft, you're you're not in there. You're not in there vibing to music or anything. You're just focused on getting better and being the best that you can be. And it's all these little stories, right? It's all these little things that just add up. Kind of the stuff that we're gonna get a glimpse of, the stuff that we're gonna hear and learn more about about their off court personalities. Well, about Amon's off court personality. But again, they are basically one and the same. And that is kind of an interesting angle too, right? These are the two, tw- you know, two twins, the highest drafted ever. They didn't go just top ten; they went top five. And the New York Times actually did a really interesting story on the Thompson twins kind of following them throughout their, you know, their journey to the NBA. And apparently they set a timer uh, in the year leading up to the NBA draft because they knew that their time being together was coming to an end because they've spent their entire lives together. Longest they've ever been apart is like a couple days apparently. And they knew that once they were drafted to separate teams, they would be going their own separate ways and shout out to, the Rockets and the Detroit Pistons, because what they actually allowed them to do is the Pistons have already conducted their introductory press conference for Asar Thompson, and the Rockets are getting ready to do theirs for Amin Thompson Monday afternoon. But what they allowed the teams to do is they allowed Amin, the Rockets allowed Amin to travel with Asar to Detroit to be there with him for a couple days during his intro presser and getting used to the city. And the Detroit Pistons are returning the favor to the Rockets and Amin by allowing a are to travel to Houston so that they can be together for a few more days before ultimately obviously going their separate ways and getting acclimated to their new teams and cities and preparing for summer league and all that stuff, which is a really cool gesture, honestly, from both organizations to understand, hey, these are two kids that have been together their entire lives. They've trained together. They've worked together. They've finally accomplished their goal, and they know that they're going to be separated now, and that's going to be a really life-changing experience for both of them. But to give them both just a couple more days together is really wholesome and really cool of both the Rockets and the Pistons. 
So honestly, shout out to both organizations for doing that. But I do really think that the Rockets really got a good one in Amin Thompson. I didn't realize just how much, just how good his, I think, basketball IQ was coming in. And you kind of see it right in his feel for the game, the reason that he's such a good playmaker and understands concepts this early on. I think one of the big ones when he was chatting with the Athletics' Kelly Eco uh, in New York, and he was asked, you know, Eco asked him about how he, you know, envisions kind of playing off of Alper and Shingun. How can the two amplify each other's skill sets? And Amon's answer, he says, he's a great playmaker. I feel like the easiest way to make plays is out of the high post. A lot of backdoor cuts. And we have the athletic guys to throw lobs, run, and having as many playmakers on the court as possible. We probably got like four or five now. That's how the new game has gone. So just hearing Amon Thompson talk about like running actions off of Alper and Shingun in the high post, that's not something you normally hear a rookie break down or talk about. I don't think we've heard Jalen Green or KPJ talk about the idea of like running high post actions through Alper and Shingun and just again hearing him talk about stuff like that or his approach to having, you know, playing in the backcourt with Jalen and the playmaking level between those two guys and how they can make life easier for each other and the different weapons on this team. He has, I think, an incredibly high basketball IQ, and that's been something that has been sorely missing from this Rockets team. They've got a ton of insane athletes. They've got a ton of insane talent on the roster, but basketball IQ has been in short supply. So not only is it important getting a high IQ basketball player, but having a high IQ basketball player that is projected and going to be a primary facilitator for the team and have the ball in his hands a lot does wonders. We see exactly what it does when Alper and Shingun has the rock in his hands and is making decisions and plays for the team. And now, especially in today's NBA where it's a guard-driven league, being able to have that guy and have that high IQ guy be your primary ball handler, your primary facilitator in Amon Thompson, whether it happens right out of the gate or further down the line, depending on how the Rockets balance adding veterans to this roster, it's going to be amazing. I'm incredibly excited, and you should be too. Coming up, want to talk about that point. How are the Rockets going to balance development versus adding veterans to this roster? We're going to get there in just one moment. But first, today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head on over to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits just right the first time around. Just add your ride to the My Garage section and look for the green check to know that the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And continuing on here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. Oh, man. It's good to have the soundboard back. New York was awesome. It was cool, but I missed I missed the soundboard. Oh my. That was sweet to see. And you know what? Just for good measure. Boom. Another one. I can't wait to add some quotes from Amin Thompson and Cam Whitmore to the soundboard. It's going to be a ton of fun. Also, I had a bunch of people already hit me up and ask me about what we're going to do with the uh 
with the LOR intro and that we can't possibly have five names in the intro or six if we add Tari. I've got some ideas. I've got to tinker with the intro. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play around with it and figure out what we need to do there. Um, but yeah, stay tuned. I haven't, I haven't had a chance yet to sit down and really figure that one out. But let's get into this idea, right? The uh, you know development versus adding vets for this Rockets team. Because this has been, you know, since the draft, this has been kind of a topic of contention, I guess, amongst Rockets fans. The idea that, you know, how do you balance adding Amon Thompson and Cam Whitmore to this team when clearly the team's goals and directions were to become better this year? And I think it's something that I need Rockets fans to really understand and be prepared to stomach is the Rockets have been very uh, upfront about the fact that they're draft and who they get in this year's draft is not going to impact what they ultimately do in free agency. And I think they're still sticking very true to that word. And I think they very clearly still have hopes of adding again, multiple veteran free agents to help kind of elevate this team, some high caliber basketball players and, you know, names like Fred Van Vliet, Dylan Brooks, Brooke Lopez, guys that can really help this team out right away. And I need Rockets fans to be prepared for the idea that Amon Thompson and Cam Whitmore are not going to be probably day one staples of the Rockets rotation. Both guys need a lot of work. Both guys are really, really raw prospects, right? They've got a ton, a, an immense amount of talent between the two of them. But at the end of the day, the Rockets want to take steps towards being a better team. You can't just be caught in this perpetual state of developing young talent and never ultimately amounting to anything because all you've been doing is every single year you bring in two, three, four young guys and you say, okay, we need one more year of development, one more year of development. Like at the end of the day, guys have to be able to take those steps forward. And this year is going to be a really important year for Jalen and Shingun, right? Going into year three for both of those guys, this is going to be their first year with a new head coach, right? We can't really hold them accountable for too much that happened under Coach Silas. But Ime is going to have his hands full, honestly. And I think that's that's one of the things I want to be able to ask him at the introductory press conference is how he envisions balancing the development of the young guys and so much of the young talent that this team has with the idea that the team still wants to add the veteran impact pieces in free agency. And I do think there is merit there to the idea that, right, you don't have to, if you're if you're a top five pick, if you're a top 10 pick, lottery guy, whatever, you don't have to just start just because. Like, I think there's a world where it does make a lot of sense for the Rockets to be able to bring along Amon Thompson and Cam Whitmore a little bit more slowly than they would have the past couple years, right? Like you even look at, you know, situations like with Jalen Green or with Jabari Smith Jr. and how really neither of those guys should have been starting. Like Jalen was really abysmal for the first half of his rookie season. Jabari was pretty awful for the first like two thirds of his rookie year. And if it was, if this Rockets team was run like a meritocracy, if they were, you know, best player plays and the bad players sit on the bench or get less minutes. Like Jalen and Jabari for their rookie seasons would have gotten significantly less minutes. They wouldn't have just gotten 30 plus every single night just because they're top picks. And that's just not where this Rockets team is at now, right? They've talked 
relentlessly about wanting to be a better team moving forward. So how do you achieve that, right? And I think it's important that if they bring in the right names, right? If you bring in a guy to run the point guard spot, let, and again, let's just run with the name. Let's run with Fred Van Vliet, right? Because I think he's a guy that the Rockets are absolutely interested in and very much looking at heavily. And given that whole situation in Toronto, it doesn't really seem like Fred Van Vliet super duper wants to go back there. So at this point, you know, if you commit yourself to a guy like Fred Van Vliet, you might be able to get away with maybe just overpaying, right? Give him like a really fat two-year deal, like a two-year full-blown max where he makes like a little over 40 million both years. So instead of getting, say, like a three-year 90 to $100 million deal, he gets a two-year $80 million deal where the Rockets really overpay for him, but it becomes a lot easier to move that contract. And because at the it well, because at the end of the day, how long do we think it's going to take for Amin Thompson to get up to speed at the NBA level? It could be as soon as halfway through this next season, right? We could get halfway into the season and he's done an immense amount of work on the shot. His reads are good. He looks like an NBA quality out the gate, ready to go point guard, right? When he runs the offense, things look good. That could be exactly what happens, right? It could be like the exact same thing that happened with Daniel Tice and Alperin Shingun, right? Where, the Rockets signed Daniel Tice. They had him locked into a long into to a deal, and then they realized, hey, Alperin Shingun's ready to play now. So what do we need to do? Right, flip Daniel Tice, open up the minutes for Alperin Shingun, and that's what that's exactly what they did. So whoever the Rockets bring in as their primary guard moving forward, because they definitely still want to add a veteran point guard. That's that is a goal of the Rockets front office and a goal for Ime Odoka is to add that piece to this current roster. Whoever that is, it needs to be somebody that is A, content with potentially having their role move to coming off the bench, or B, it needs to be a contract that is easily movable, a piece that can be flipped to another team, either for neutral value or to get value back, but definitely not somebody that you have to pay assets to move on from if it's like a long three, four-year-long deal or somebody that other teams aren't going to have any interest in, that needs to be how the Rockets facilitate that addition. Because again, Amon Thompson is going, I think he's going to benefit from the possibility of, again, coming off the bench and being brought along a little bit more slowly, not having all that pressure of running the entire offense by himself right out of the gate. And I think if I had to bet right now, I think Amon Thompson comes off the bench to start the year. Honestly, that's kind of where I'm at. And then that doesn't even get into the idea of Cam Whitmore, right? The Rockets are stacked. They've got a huge logjam at the wing position between Jabari Smith Jr., Tari Eason, KJ Martin, Jay Sean Tate, Cam Whitmore, uh, Kevin Porter Jr., depending on what happens elsewhere on the roster, right? Like they've got so many pieces at the wing. And they still want to bring in another wing piece, right? That's that's one of the veteran pieces that they want to ultimately add, right? If they bring in a Dylan Brooks, that cuts even further into the wing minutes. So if I had to guess, I do think that they're going to heavily explore options to trade both one of, if not both, KJ Martin and Jay Sean Tate this offseason. I think those are going to be the two names that we potentially see uh, get hit with the roster crunch, if you will. And... As the Rockets are kind of perusing the free agent marketplace and trying to figure out what they can or can't do, the two names that we're going to see tied into rumors a lot are going to be Kevin Porter Jr. and Jay Sean Tate because I think it wouldn't be 
totally shocking to see the Rockets trade one, if not both of those guys into cap space for other teams, basically offloading the salary of those guys to open up more cap space so that they could bring in three full-blown veteran names and to also, again, subsequently open up minutes on this roster. Because if you open, like, again, if you envision Jalen Green and a veteran guard being your starting backcourt, and then you still want to bring Amon Thompson off the Rockets bench, and you've still got Ty Ty Washington, who you want to, like, you know, try and still grow and develop and see what's there. Those are, that's four guards already, right? On the wing, same situation, right? If you bring in a Dylan Brooks, and then you also still have Jabari Smith Jr. and Tari Eason, and then even Cam Whitmore further down the line, even if you keep only one of KJ or Jay Shantae, that's Five wing players to try and balance minutes across just two spots on the court. Same thing for the five spot. There is just a log jam across the board. The Rockets are going to have to, like, have some roster churn this summer. And there's some older players on the roster. Again, KPJ, Jay Sean Tate, KJ Martin, guys who have been around for a minute. The Rockets have gotten a really good look at those guys and have those guys proven enough to stick around for the long term. It's going to be interesting to see what they ultimately do with them. But coming up, do want to talk about the Summer League schedule release for your Houston Rockets. We'll take a look at some of the games, how they've lined things up for Vegas Summer League, as well as we will get to Brichtergate. Hashtag pray for Brichter. We're going to get there in just one moment. And final segment here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. Let's get to our Rockets Summer League schedule release. Um, I will be in Vegas Summer League again this year. So if you're planning on going, I do want to, I want to try to orchestrate like a Vegas Rockets Summer League meetup, if at all possible. I'm thinking probably Saturday, July 8th. Um, so if you're planning on going, I think probably like something midday, you know, Saturday the 8th, somewhere around there, uh, going to try and set something up for any Rockets fans that are planning to attend Summer League. Should be a ton of fun. Uh, definitely want to do something like that. But Rockets Summer League schedule, they play their first game on the first day of Summer League. That's July 7th against the Portland Trailblazers. So we'll have Scoot Henderson versus Amon Thompson and Cam Whitmore. Should be a ton of fun. It's going to tip off 6 p.m. Central Time. It'll be 4 p.m. Local Time. Then they play against the Pistons is their next game uh, a couple days later on that Monday. 5 p.m. Local Time. A couple more days later, they've got the OKC Thunder on the 11th at 5.30 Central. And then their fourth game on the actual pre-made schedule is against the Golden State Warriors, July 13th. Should be a ton of fun. They've got those four games lined up. And of course, every year they do a fifth game, but the fifth game isn't decided until later on. First off, shout out to the NBA scheduling committee for protecting Victor Wimbenyama from Amon Thompson. They knew that they could not risk getting uh, Victor Wimbenyama posterized by Amon Thompson at Vegas Summer League and that it would be very, very damaging to their numbers uh, and to their international audience. So shout out to the NBA for being smart there, just uh, just helping Victor duck Amon Thompson because he doesn't want the smoke. <laughs> No, but uh, I, I am incredibly excited, right? It's going to be really cool seeing. They very clearly, so they've got, uh, I think day one, they've got 
Victor and Brandon Miller set to square off, so Spurs Hornets. And then they've also got Scoot and Amon Thompson set to square off. So picks one and two going against each other, and then picks three and four going against each other. So that so that should be a ton of fun. And then obviously uh, the Pistons matchup is going to be really exciting as well because we'll get to see the Twins play against each other. Amon and Asar uh, taking the court and going against one another should be very exciting. It's always fun when the Rockets play the OKC Thunder as well. So that's going to be another really good one. They they picked up Case and Wallace, so that should be a great summer league game. And then the Golden State Warriors. It's always fun to see the Warriors, whether it's on an NBA court or in the summer league court. And we're obviously going to be pulling for a Rockets dub in that game. But those those that's the summer league schedule. Should be incredibly exciting. Some really, really good matchups there. And again, I'll be in Vegas for summer league. So if you're going to be there, drop me a line, throw a comment on the YouTube episode. Uh, I'm going to try to maybe throw together again, like a rocket centric meetup in Vegas this year. It should be a ton of fun. So be on the lookout for that and the kind of the planning and the logistics there. Um, and a quick, uh, another quick reminder. I know I said it at the top, but if you have a question for, Amin Thompson or Cam Whitmore, drop it in the YouTube comments on today's show. I will canvas those questions a little bit later on, and I will try to get to uh, at least one or two of them in the introductory press conference, again, depending on uh, how many questions I'm ultimately able to ask during the press conference, because sometimes it's only, sometimes it's one, sometimes it's multiple. It just kind of depends on how many other questions everybody else has and how busy the press conference is. So be on the lookout for that. All right. Last thing I want to get to today uh, that is not rocket centric, but is absolutely hilarious is Brichter gate. <laughs> Pray for Brichter because my goodness, the Spurs wasted absolutely zero time. First off, they had Wimby's Jersey ready to go on draft night, which I think is hilarious. Like they, like Wimby wasn't just running around in a hat. Like they had him running around with his Spurs Jersey, all that, the number, everything. They were, uh, which, I mean, I think that's, like, is that not, like, tampering at that point? But whatever, I, I digress. Everybody knew the Spurs were taking Wimby. It was the worst-kept secret in the NBA. And they immediately got him back to San Antonio, and they had him on the San Antonio court in his San Antonio Spurs jersey, getting shots up, and man... I think it was the original video was released by Michael C. Wright, I believe, on on Twitter, on the uh, the Bird app. And Victor's just getting shots up, and, like, there's camera crews taking pictures of him. They're clapping in the background. It's, it's, they're hyping him up. Dude puts up a shot, bricks it. Okay, gets the ball back. Puts up another shot from three, bricks it. Puts up another shot, and the camera actually stopped panning towards the basket on the third shot because it sounded like it was another brick again. And then he wraps up, and he, like, goes towards the rim and, and you know, puts a dunk up and then, like, kind of, like, awkwardly runs off to the locker room. And, man, this video was getting cooked. I saw it, and my immediate reaction was just, Really? Three straight bricks? Like, like this is the video that they put out on social media? And that that it, that video was getting absolutely just torn apart, terrorized, everything. So much so to the point that I think Michael Wright deleted the video because it's no longer there. And then shout out to whichever Rockets fans found a different video of the situation that went down. Um... Because, oh my goodness, in fact, let me, let me back up. Yeah, it was, uh, it was at Free Alpi on Twitter who found a different video of Brichtergate 
and it's an even longer video and he misses even more shots. Like I'm saying he doesn't make a single one during this entire video. It's like six, seven, eight straight bricks all in a row before he finishes off with like a dunk or like a lob somewhere or something. It is absolutely absurd. And I was worried for a while. Like, you know, we did the whole pray for Victor thing for so long. We made it our mantra for the season. Tillman with his, you know, pray for Victor and, Hell, it's even, you know, it's even still here on the sound, or no, never mind, it's not on the soundboard. I replaced it with this. He's going to China. But that's exactly how I felt when I was watching this video of Wimby bricking all these shots uh, in an open gym setting, just... He's going to China. <laughs> but I was wondering, like, what we were going to do with Pray for Victor, right? Because we leaned so heavy into it for so long. And so we're going to go with uh, Pray for Brichter now. That is his new... Brichter Wimbenyama is definitely going to be a, a nickname that sticks uh, anytime that uh, Wimby has a bad game. So now we are co we're we're co-opting it. We're changing it to pray for Brichter going forward and now because this Rockets Spurs rivalry is renewed. There is new life in this rivalry now. Rockets and Spurs fans were on Twitter the other day in like a spaces talking about the rivalry between the two organizations. Jeremy Sohan popped in for a few minutes. I think Jabari Smith Jr. jumped in for a minute or two. Like this is a renewed rivalry that is going to be a ton of fun. The I-10 rivalry is back and better than ever and I cannot believe that the NBA robbed us of the opportunity of seeing these two teams take part in a summer league game against one another. Hopefully, we'll see them take part in game five, the fifth game of Vegas Summer League. Although by then, it would not shock me if Victor Wimanyama and Amon Thompson and Cam Whitmore were all shut down, unfortunately. So we're going to have to wait probably until the regular season to really see the, uh, the renewed rivalry between these two organizations. But it's going to be a ton of fun. Go check out the video if you haven't yet. It's somewhere there on my timeline. Uh, and, and again, be sure. Uh, originally, we were praying for Victor. Now, we need to pray for Brichter because, my goodness, that shot might need some help. On that note, that's going to do it for today's episode. As always, thank you so much for checking out the show. If you haven't done so yet, please consider subscribing wherever you listen to your podcasts. That's Apple, Spotify, Google, the Odyssey app. Free and available on all podcast platforms. We're also available on YouTube. Just go to YouTube, search Locked on Rockets. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. But as always, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. And we look forward to having you back right here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball.